Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I'm glad you're here for another episode of the Homecoming Podcast, and I'm excited that we have a poem submission on today. If you write a poem about your homecoming journey, feel free to send it to me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. And today's poem comes from Gift, and Gift is writing us from Nigeria. So glad to have you here with us, Gift. And this is the poem that Gift sent. Sometimes they seem unreachable. You've tried, you've prayed, you've cried, you've hoped, you've imagined, and now you're exhausted. And now you wonder, Do I deserve them? Yes, queen. Yes, king. You deserve them and more. And much more. Because you deserve them, you'll get them and more. And much more. Thank you so much, Gift, for this piece. And really talking about when we have a desire for something whether that is a relationship or whether that is related to our career or a certain level of growth in our lives and wondering if we are worthy, if it is even in the realm of possibility. And as we come home to ourselves, we want to revive our expectations, revive our faith and our hope in what is possible in our lives And so on today, we're going to really look at the question, why we choose unfulfilling relationships, why we choose to connect with, to partner with, to maintain friendships that are unfulfilling with people that we are not truly aligned with, that do not spark your spirit, your heart, your mind your body holistically. And so why do we end up in these relationships and what is that truly about? And so we want to really heal that dynamic so that we can tell ourselves the truth. And when I operate from a place of truth, then my relationships can be more whole. My relationships can really flourish when I am deceiving myself, lying to myself, sabotaging myself, it will show up in my relationships. And so I invite you to reflect whether past or present, when you entertained or were in relationship with someone who did not really speak to your spirit, that did not really move you, and yet you were there. And so for us to think about outside of those, and I know we have a diversity of listeners, 
And so there may be those who were in arranged relationships or arranged marriages. And so then it was not your choosing. But for those of us who chose, you want to consider what are the reasons why I would choose to be in a space that does not nourish me, that does not excite me, that does not fulfill me. And there are a number of reasons. And I'm talking about at a core level or at a foundational level. So this is not about uh, long-term relationships and kind of this false need for every day to feel like an amusement park, right? So that's not what I mean. But at a foundational level, does it feed you? Does it nourish you? Is it fulfilling to spend this season with the person that you are with or to reflect on if you spent those seasons in the past in unfulfilling relationships, what led you there and how can we shift that, uproot that, break that, free ourselves from that so that going forward, we pull the lesson and the wisdom out of those relationships and circumstances. So the next time I can choose differently, I can show up differently, I can be honest with myself and more aware of my own needs, wants, desires, uh, to know myself better so that I can set myself up to be in a place of fulfillment instead of a place of settling. Yes. So there are three main reasons that I want to mention on today. And if you have more reasons that come to mind for you as you reflect on your life, you can journal about them as well as journaling about the way these three barriers or issues have shown up in your life. So the first reason why we end up in unfulfilling and choosing unfulfilling relationships is that for some of us, we do not feel worthy of real joy, that we do not feel worthy of really being loved, that we do not feel worthy of fulfillment. So the people who you believe would be fulfilling to you, you may feel are out of your league or beyond your reach. And for some of us, it may be based on your life experience of feeling like, oh, well, that is the kind of person I would like to be with, but that kind of person would never choose me. And so I am just not able to be loved or fulfilled or treated like that. So some of us have come to believe that other people um, are worthy of that kind of love, that other people get goodness, that other people uh, can receive affection and to be attended to, that other people can have those kinds of relationships, but not me. And I want to speak to you today on the need for us to really question, to really interrogate what is it that has made me feel disqualified for a fulfilling relationship? What is it? And the reality is 
if it is based on past experience, that my past does not have to dictate my present or my future. So if I say, well, I don't believe I'm worthy because I've never had it. And because I've never had it, I'm going to keep picking relationships that are unfulfilling because that's all I can have. So you see how that is a a vicious cycle. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Where I say, I cannot really have joy in a relationship. So let me just pick whatever or just be happy with whoever has reached out to me. And so I'm just going to be in this because it's all I can have. And then we continue to repeat that pattern over the course of our lives. So I want to offer to you that the past does not have to be the script for your present or your future. Can I give myself permission to believe I can have something I have never had before? What else is it that has made you feel unworthy of a fulfilling relationship? Perhaps it is past trauma. And so there are many who are listening who are trauma survivors and trauma often creates insecurity, low self-esteem, anxiety, depression, vigilance, distrust. And so when I have not addressed the trauma, when I have so many unhealed wounds, when I am carrying the baggage that offenders, abusers, perpetrators placed on my back, then often I am seeing myself through the eyes of those who did not respect me. I am seeing myself through the eyes of those who did not honor me. I am seeing myself through the eyes of those who did not hold a healthy love, a healthy esteem for me. And so a part of healing from the trauma of the past is changing and shifting my view of myself, that I do not want to see myself nor treat myself along the same lines of those who mistreated me. So even if you have been dishonored, disrespected, overlooked, underestimated by those who did you harm, whether those were past abusive partners, whether those were parents or siblings, people in your community, trusted persons in your community, whoever those persons, whomever those persons were, I do not want to give them the final say on my self-definition, right? So a part of my psychological restoration and healing is the opportunity to redefine myself or to remember myself. And so even though I have been discarded or abandoned or trashed by others, that I work to see the treasure within myself, that I am a treasure, right? That you are to be treasured, to be appreciated, to be esteemed. And so I want to then pick relationships, engage in relationships where that is the case, Right. So I no longer want my wound to pick my dating partner. I no longer want my trauma wounds and trauma mindset to pick my relationships. Yes. So what was it that gave you the sense of unworthiness? Past relationships, 
past experiences with abuse. And then another piece that can make us leave us feeling unworthy are the realities of oppression. And we've talked about this on various episodes that racism, sexism, able-bodyism can promote these ideas. Who is the best, right? Who is to be desired? Who is to be valued? And so if you are from a marginalized community, then you may be aware around consciousness raising. You have an awareness that you are not appreciated or celebrated in the larger society, right? And so what I want to be mindful of is the need for resistance, to resist those lies that have made me feel inadequate, insecure, insufficient. And so despite the messages in the media, in society, perhaps even in my family, perhaps in the social scenes in which I engage, even if these people that I am around have bought into the lie of my inferiority, I refuse, I refuse to hold on to that lie, to not check it, to not challenge it, to not push back on it. And so it is labor. It is emotional, spiritual, cultural labor to not buy into that when we are so much surrounded by those messages. And so what was it around your identity and the realities of discrimination and the realities around beauty myths or worthiness or hierarchies of power or of importance or of status that left you feeling, I should also mention classism, right? And heterosexism. And so xenophobia for those who are immigrants. What was it about your identity that left you feeling that I can never have fulfillment, that I can never really have the opportunity to have a joyful love, right? To have good love. Yes. And so I push back on that messaging. I shift out of my trauma wounds and I release the script of the past to actually believe. And we talk about faith the size of a mustard seed, meaning just me saying it is not going to make you suddenly say 100%, I believe I could be treated well. But is there a spark in you? Is there a part of you? Is there a seed in you that desires to believe that you are worthy of being treated well, of being loved in the way that you love, of being with those who are thoughtful or generous in the way that you are, to actually be able to come alive in relationship instead of just being in one to feel like you have one? Yes. And so that is one of our first barriers that we want to address that can keep us in unfulfilling relationships. The second one is boredom slash loneliness that and I have another episode on loneliness that you should take a listen to. But 
For some of us, we end up in unfulfilling relationships because we got tired of waiting. So uh, you kind of had in your mind this timeline of when you wanted to be with someone or when you wanted to be married or when you wanted to have children and the clock is ticking. And so you just say, well, I'm just going to kind of pick who's available because I'm tired of being by myself. And that can lead to a very uh, dangerous circumstance because you are making a choice in some ways out of desperation. And when we are desperate, we often are not observant. We often are not thoughtful. We often ignore red flags because we feel like we just need it and want it. And when we just need it and want it, you can choose whoever and end up with whatever. <laughs> you can choose whoever and end up with whatever. And so you want to be mindful that boredom and loneliness will no longer choose for me. That boredom and loneliness will no longer choose how you spend your time and who you spend your time with and lead you to a place of accepting the unacceptable just because a piece of someone is better or a part of someone is better. So then you will find yourself on the phone with people you don't want to talk to just because you want to have someone to talk to. You can find yourself out to dinner with people that you don't enjoy being with, but you just don't want to be by yourself. And that can be a harmful setup for you. And it's also harmful to the other person because now they are thinking that you actually love them, like them, want to be with them, value them, prioritize them. And so they are spending their time with someone who, who does not really esteem them in the ways that each of us would like to be esteemed. And so I understand boredom and I understand the realities of loneliness. And some people will say, you know, well, not everything has to be great or wonderful. You know, you can just get out there to get out there. You can just date to have fun. And that is not the issue, right? If you're actually having fun, enjoying yourself, meeting different people. But what we're talking about today is when it is actually unfulfilling. Right. So then I want to do things that make me come alive. Right. That are life giving. So it doesn't mean that every dinner or every connection has to, you know, be with my, the soulmate who's going to be with me the rest of my life. But if I am spending time and spending prolonged time and spending repeated time in circumstances that are dry to me, that are unfulfilling, that cause me to disconnect from the moment and from myself, then it is working against what we have been doing as it relates to this homecoming, right? And so to be mindful, and all of us can probably tell cautionary tales of choices we made out of boredom, that did not end well. Choices we made out of loneliness that did not end well. 
And so I want to invite you to find other ways of addressing your boredom and loneliness than getting tied up and tied down into a circumstance, a relationship that separates you from yourself, that makes you lose sight of yourself, that requires that you shift into something other than yourself, that dishonors the truth, the uh, the essence of who you are. Yes. And so I have a quote which says, you are too gifted to be bored. You are too gifted to be bored. And it's true. We have so many gifts. I know some of you will say, well, utilizing my gifts is work or is labor. And I don't want to just use my gifts or talents all the time. I want relationship. Well, that's wonderful. So then I can apply uh, my gifts as an individual and my personality and my values to be open about connecting with people and communities or groups that actually are fulfilling to me. You see, sometimes we create for ourselves this false choice that I have to be in a dead end circumstance or be alone. And that's a lie. Right. So what is the lie I have told myself that has created this false choice between being unhappy with someone or being alone? And I wonder if you can stretch yourself into believing those cannot be the only two choices for my life. Even if that feels like the only two choices for today, do I really want to go down this path of unfulfillment that will then close me off for actually being open, available, present when the connections that would be more fulfilling actually show up. Yes. So I invite you to consider letting your wisdom choose and not your boredom, letting your truth choose and not your loneliness letting your heart choose and not just what is practical, strategic, feasible, available. Yes. So when we flow in authenticity, which is what homecoming is, it becomes less comfortable for us to lie to ourselves, deceive ourselves or deceive others. So when I am living from that place of truth, honesty, authenticity, when I am congruent, when I am aligned, uh, then my relationships will uh, have to reflect that. And it will become intolerable for me to continue to entertain spaces that are dead. It will not flow. It will not speak life. I will no longer permit myself. I will not feel free to do that. Yes. So one other reason that I want to mention on today that we can end up in unfulfilling relationships is for some of us, it is a control issue that for some people you feel more in control or you feel more powerful when you are with people who are very much into you and you are not really into them, right? There can be 
and ease, a comfort with that. You may associate uh, strong feelings of love or of passion with feeling out of control. That might feel scary to you, right? The idea of really being connected to someone, drawn to someone, to think about really flourishing or opening up in relationship for some of you because of your own past hurt or seeing other people hurt, perhaps your parents, other significant people in your life. And so you may have made up your mind early, consciously or unconsciously to say, I'm never going to let that happen to me. I'm never going to get caught up like that. I'm never going to let anybody play me. And so as a result, you may intentionally or unintentionally select people and relationships that do not move you, right? Where there's not a lot of love, but there is a lot of control. And you know that they are uh, committed to you, that they love you, that they're really into you. And that feels very powerful. That feels very secure. That may feel very stable to you. And at the same time, sometimes the choices we make because they feel safer also can leave us numb and detached. And so this person who is very smitten with you may feel like you're emotionally unavailable, you see, because you're reaping the benefit of their emotional openness while you remain closed, right? And that may be your style with everyone, or it may be that you keep selecting people with whom you can remain closed, yes? And so when I am making choices out of control, when I am making choices that I think is just the safe choice, often that is fear-based and fear-driven. And so I invite you to think about, and perhaps this week even journal about, are there parts of me that are afraid of love? Are there parts of me that are afraid of truly being known? Are there parts of me that are afraid really being seen and heard and understood? Are there parts of me that are afraid of actual intimacy, right? Emotional or otherwise. And if I can acknowledge those fears, then I ask myself, do I want to continue to be locked into that fear? Do I want to continue to let that fear, which shows up as my control issues or my emotional detachment issues, do I want to continue to let those unresolved, unhealed issues drive my love life? Do I still want to give them the power, the authority, the freedom to dominate uh, matters of the heart? Or do I want to start showing up differently, choosing differently, loving differently? Yes. So as you are on this journey home to yourself, it is my desire that you would tell yourself the truth and that you would work toward your healing and restoration, including the restoration of your heart and your relationships so that we can show up in honesty for actual fulfillment. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit 
welcome home. Yeah.